0: is uh, kfi am 640 bill handle here on a saturday i give you free legal advice imagine over a hundred lawyers giving you free legal advice that's what's happening starting at nine o'clock law day 2018 at the bowers museum in santa ana following uh this show at 11 from 11 to 2 with leo laporte And he's on today and tomorrow, 11 to 2, and right after Leo's show at 2 o'clock. It's The Fork Report with Neil Saavedra. Uh, Always a great show. Uh, One of my favorite here. Matter of fact, it's probably my second. No, I like Dean's show, too. Uh, uh, What else do I like? Uh, My show is about number three on uh, the food chain in terms of the shows that I like. All right. This is, sure, why not? This is handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice, where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. Oh, is there a fun one. There is a former Navy sailor, uh, sailor who was pardoned by President Trump and is planning to sue former President Obama and other members of Obama's administration for subjecting, uh, subjecting him to what he calls unequal protection under the law. Uh, Christian Saucier was uh, pardoned by Trump and is filing a lawsuit not only against Obama, but James Comey, former FBI director, the Justice Department, and a bunch of other people. And Saucier uh, served one year in prison for mishandling classified information, taking photos on board a nuclear submarine. You remember this case I do, alleges that the Obama administration treated his case. Differently than how they treated Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server while she served uh, as Secretary of State. And uh, Saucier's attorney said, we will highlight the differences in the way that Hillary Clinton was prosecuted and how my client was prosecuted. We're seeking to cast a light on this to show there's a two-tier justice system and we want it to be corrected. Well, I've got news for you. It's more than a two-tier System, It's a many-tiered system, and the Justice Department uh, can prosecute anybody for anything it wants. It can choose to prosecute you and not prosecute someone who has even done a, uh, a greater crime. You know, for example, anybody who's flipped, right, who's committed a crime. And is willing to testify against the others within that conspiracy or within that criminal, uh, that uh, what happened in uh, that particular event, the criminal event. Happens all the time. That person's given immunity. Treated very differently than the uh, other people within the same uh, action. Totally. How about this? You're driving 75 miles an hour down the street. You get tagged and you go, but wait a sec. The guy next to me was driving 75 uh, miles an hour down the street. You tagged me and not him. That's unequal treatment. That's correct. It is unequal. Congratulations. We can do that. So uh, this case is going to be completely tossed. This is hilarious. Uh, The lawyer says they interpreted the law in my case to say it was criminal, but they didn't prosecute Hillary Clinton. She's still walking free. Two guys on my ship did the same thing and weren't treated as criminals. We want them to correct the wrong. You can try all you want. Uh, it is up to the prosecutor to determine what is being charged, how many counts are being charged, or even if someone is going to be charged. So uh, there you go. It's it's a political move. That's it. Nothing more. Nothing less. But it's fun. You know, make the you know make a political statement. Why not? You know, you hate Hillary Clinton. Believe me, you're not alone. Uh, a lot of people hate Hillary Clinton. But you're not going to nail the Justice Department, that's for sure. All right, let's take some phone calls. Hello, Bob. Hey. Yes,
1: sir. This Bill. Yes. Hey, Bill, just a comment before I make my comment. Um, In the future, if the TSA does an orifice search review, don't mention it on air, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's a disgusting thought you. that I haven't been able to get. I had to run out around my house singing the sound of music in my full voice.
0: Excellent. Well said. Thought. Yes. It's reference to a story well, of. The- I have a lady that yes. lives next
1: door, okay. a 54 year old woman, who's uh, a menopausal and very vindictive. And her best friend lives adjacent to uh, the north of me, the house to the north of me, who's a 56 year old Chinese menopausal woman. But the one to the south has trained and recruited as an activist. The Chinese lady to the north, a 56 year old. So I've got them, and I'm a menopausal sandwich, basically between these two women. Excellent. Now, when I bought the house from my father, the one acre property, uh, there was a giant 300 foot eucalyptus tree with like a nine foot uh, you know, diameter, and the the one the menopausal woman to the south, you know, came up and said, you know, this tree is terrible. The roots are going to pretty soon go under our garage and break all the concrete in our garage. So I said, okay. Find a tree trimmer, bring him out here, pick anyone you want, I'll pay for it. So they brought out a tree cutter, totally removed the tree. I paid $4,500. But these women don't have an a off switch for the vindictiveness. And? So she went up to the other Chinese lady, and then she came and marched on my, when I opened my gate, she marched on the property and said, there's branches, eucalyptus tree branches going across your fence, and they're now 13 feet. Wait a For second. My First of all, group. are there?
0: There were. That was true. Oh, they were, yeah. no, but but the, but the tree is shut down. I mean, cut down. There's no. There's no. No, no. that no. That was the one on the south. Oh, okay. Sorry. So there's one now with 13 feet overhanging her property.
1: Yeah. Okay. Over the fence, 13 feet from her property, and said the termite... Wait a I second. Said, from her property or
0: onto her property, Bob? They're going onto her over. All right, fence. over the fence onto her property About or above her property. Feet, and they're thirteen feet from her, right. her. roof. So
1: she said the termite guy said the termites will fly over oh, and bull. eat her entire house. Yeah,
0: yeah, boy, you'll never she be. Said, Monday
1: day. morning, I've called a tree trunk company. They're going to come over. Okay, they're going to cut all these branches all off right. these trees. So what's, your, you're for? what's your question, I said, Bob? I said, well, just don't go over this plane, this imaginary plane of the property That's line. That's correct. You can cut them off up to there. That's correct. So, so then what's I your got question? That weekend. And we cut all the branches. Cut. I had two friends. I got my three chainsaws. Bob, you got, you've,
0: got to to, you've got to track. do this. You've got to do this faster. Bob, it's taking too long.
1: You're right. Okay. So on Monday morning, um, the, her tree tra- contractor. Uh, I left for a while. I came back. There were 13 guys with orange T-shirts. Um, they called themselves uh, uh, tree trimmers uh, in Spanish. I forgot the name. Arbolistas. And uh, they were over there just cutting all kinds of trees. And there was a giant pile of branches. So I called the LAPD. They came out, and they cited her for...
0: Um, okay, you have a question in there, Bob. Somewhere you have a question.
1: Yeah. They cited her for $5,000, and that's illegal. And so then I went over to her house and said, look, here's the ticket. $5,000 says here, damage.
2: All right, Bob. They came
1: on my property. Bob, there's
0: a question okay. here. You have to have a question, so, Bob. Okay. All right, you're you're telling me a very long story. What is the question?
1: You're right. You're right. You're right. So, uh, so I showed her the ticket and said, "Look, this is a ticket. I'm not going to sue you for five thousand, which I could easily do. This is illegal, but I'll just forget the whole thing. But don't come on my property again." And I left. So then, the other one to the south. All right, Bob. Bob. Now
0: I've got to cut you off because this is uh, you won't ask a question. And that's, uh, yeah, you seem like a nice enough guy, but I uh, just, I can't believe we went that long on that one. This is Handle on the Law.
3: Julie- oh, 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 misery, as as
0: Welcome back to KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. This is Handle on the Law Marginal Legal Advice. Come out this morning at 9 o'clock. Not only am I broadcasting from the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana, but it's Law Day 2018. Over 100 lawyers giving you free legal advice starting at 9 at the Bowers in Santa Ana. Hello, Aaron. You're on Handle on the Law. Good morning, Bill. I got
4: a red curb parking ticket, um, and the, the curb was painted red by someone else. It wasn't painted red by the city. And when they were writing me the ticket, I told the off the uh, parking enforcement guy that. He said, hey, I'm just doing my job. You're parked on a red curb. Um, and he wrote on the ticket, he said Citizen is contesting, you know, legitimacy of the red curb. Yes. Um, I still paid the fine.
0: Right, which is, which is the correct way to do it, which is right.
4: And I received something in the mail from – and when I sent the fine in, I, I stated, again, I'm contesting that Right. And I got a letter back saying that they will investigate it. It's now been four months, yeah. and I haven't heard.
0: Yeah, you have to just uh, it's probably at the bottom or the top of a pile that they pull off the bottom, and it just takes forever. So you simply have to follow up and go, hey, what's going on? I'm not surprised. The the Whoever is involved, that department, I'm sure they've cut staff like crazy. So it's three people that used to do the work of six people. Uh, I am not in the least surprised. So you just get to call and go, what's going on? Can you give me an ETA? But uh, there's nothing wrong other than the time that it takes to get anything done with the city. So just kick back, relax, and uh, there's not much to do. Heather.
5: Hello, Heather. Hey, Bell. So I bought my daughter a used car from a used car lot a while back and turned out that the car had been in an accident. It wasn't reported. So the title was clean when we got it. Uh, we spent six thousand on the car and ended up putting an additional five thousand in the car because of all the repairs that
0: mm, we did. Yeah.
5: So we we did we were able to give the car back and we got two thousand dollars back. So we were out four thousand just for the cost of what we paid for it to the dealer plus the additional you know, a little over 5000 in repairs. Um, we did have our, our mechanics say this car was clearly in a really bad wreck that wasn't reported. Um, my question to you is, do we have any legal standing? or yeah,
0: maybe. Certainly for uh, the money that they lowered uh, the price on. I mean, they have to refund the entire amount of money you paid for the car. So that's not a problem. That when you have them on. The problem is okay. going to be the $5,000 of repairs you put in there. Okay. That so, is going to be the issue and that is going to be the contention. So, uh a total what is the total amount uh, that you're talking about? It was at 5 and 6,000, is that what it was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you've yeah. already have if the, the have you already accepted the offer? Did you cash the check? Yeah,
5: yeah, but however, we didn't the the uh, the deal that we said with him, what we talked to him about was he took the car back, gave us
0: the $2,000. Got it. All right. So, how much uh, between what you lost and what the repairs are, how much money are we talking about? Uh, a little
5: over $9,000. That's
0: your lawsuit. That's your lawsuit yeah. in small claims court. And just tell the whole story to the judge, and uh, you'll probably get some of the repair back. I don't know if you're going to get all of the repair back uh, because it may be uh, uh, to pay five. Put, To put $5,000 into a car that costs $6,000 to buy is, yeah. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. And the judge may just sort of go, oh, come on. You know, nobody reasonable would do that. So, uh, but then you sue for the entire amount and just tell your story. So it's a small claims issue. It's that simple. Hello, Sharon. Hello, Bill. Yes, ma'am. I love you. Of course you do. Anyway. Yes, yes, ma'am. You have a question.
6: Yeah, I served on the board of directors for my homeowners association for six years. And how I got on the board, because I was very unhappy, and i have been doing this, you know, putting up with it for years. Okay. So when it came election time, I took uh, the ballot, which was actually a proxy. And I went door to door, and I got enough votes to remove the entire board and place a new board of directors. But our current management company uh, doesn't think that that's good enough. That what do you mean not good proxies? enough? What,
0: what do you mean not good enough?
6: Well, proxies aren't the way to go, according to him, even though we're in You know, it's not his
0: call. It's not his call. There is a lawyer that uh, the homeowner Association should have, and you want to contact the lawyer.
6: He's the one that hired the lawyer. doesn't and matter. The lawyer, you co- the
0: lawyer works for you.
6: I, that's how it normally should be, right? You
0: call the lawyer. But this lawyer
6: you, also embezzled. Oh well, then know, then, you you hire, then you have to hire
0: then you have to hire another lawyer, Sharon. You call. How, the, how
6: do I go to? Do I well, have to first go of, to the Inland Board? Of, yeah, of yeah. You call
0: no. You call the State Bar and you report the lawyer for embezzling. How do you know he embezzled the money?
6: They admitted it.
0: What the board the, admitted the, that the he management be,
6: company. The management company didn't tell me. It was the president of the board that I had served with. Admitted that the lawyer... Wait
0: a sec. That the lawyer embezzled money. Yes. Wow. How much money?
6: They won't tell me. And when I asked them... Did he pay him back? They sat around looking at each other. This was at a board meeting. I wasn't on the board at the
0: time. And were minutes taken? I mean, him and him. him. Yeah,
6: I'm sure minutes were taken. All right. So that's where they go. Well, uh, uh, she was stunned that I let that out of the bag. All right. President at the time.
0: What's your question?
6: But now. Now what they've done is they've tried to turn where there's no proxies. It's a ballot, and you have to use Sh- this ballot. Sharon, just
0: read the CCNRs. Read. I,
6: I have. That's and w- where I have told Bill I got a handle from their attorney telling me if I disrupt their board meetings any time anymore in the future, they're taking legal action.
0: now they can't. Me. Yeah, Sharon, you're
6: – And you know what's even more ridiculous? Sharon. I could not – interrupt a board meeting because they don't hold them all right. they hold executive sessions all right, Sharon after they're done they
0: can't okay. do that that's illegal too so that's you're going right. to have so to I go to the state board you can the state bar
6: I'm sorry state bar
0: yes and report the lawyer and uh, you if they don't have uh, open meetings they're in viola- the board is in violation and you let them know that the board is in violation uh, you put it in writing that they have don't have open meetings there's all kinds uh violations here
6: exactly what i've been all right sharon
0: sharon Mm -hmm. and then you have to get hold of a lawyer and see if a lawyer will do it based on attorney fees you're going to get from the hoa uh, because and, and by the way, why would not the other members of the HOA, why don't you have them at the next election or hold an emergency election? The board can't stop that if you look at the CC&Rs because you're talking about a coup. They've just taken over. Why don't they take your property? Why don't they assign themselves, a, you know, a, a, sign a deed from them to them where, you, where they own your property? So you need the help of a lawyer. Uh, and uh, yeah, someone's going to have to pony up the money to pay for it all right this is handle on the law and welcome back to uh, KFI am640 more simulating talk Bill handle here on a Saturday this is handle on the law marginal legal advice it's law day today starting at nine o'clock at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana come on down over a hundred lawyers giving you free not marginal legal advice. Hello, Daniel. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, Bill. Uh,
4: Well, I wanted to uh, ask you a question regarding a custodial case with uh, my Mm -hmm. ex-wife. She was uh, recently um, arrested for a DUI. She crashed her car Mm -hmm. and um, took out some uh, cable box and some other stuff. Um, And. But I guess she was saying that the cop did not read her Miranda rights when she did that, uh, when they arrested her. But uh, she was saying that she has a good chance of getting off on that. Now, I was wondering if she does get off, is it still admissible in family court?
0: Yeah, you know what? I don't know if the judge will pay attention because she was simply – she was arrested and then nothing came of it. And uh, it will – all it's going to show is the case was dismissed. It doesn't say why the case was dismissed. And I don't know if the judge wants to hear how it was a Miranda issue, it was a constitutional issue. Now, you can try, uh, but I don't know if the judge is going to pay attention to that. Uh, but you can argue she was arrested, there was probable cause, but, eh, you know, no conviction doesn't really do a lot, Daniel. I mean, I can be arrested. And if it was a bad arrest, for example, uh, what, if a court, what if a cop made a mistake and, and arrested the wrong person? Uh, can you use it against me that I was arrested and I'm completely innocent? Probably not, so the answer yeah, I, I don't think the I don't think it's uh I don't think it's gonna happen, but uh you know what can I tell you but you see here's the here's the point Just because she wasn't Mirandi doesn't mean she's not gonna be convicted. did she blow a breathalyzer
4: She didn't blow a breathalyzer because she was uh too impaired to even form her mouth around the uh breathalyzer, so they did a blood test
0: and the blood test shows that she was drunk, yes. You know what? You can uh, Miranda's Miranda's uh, Mirandaization only has to do with what she says. They're not going to use that. They don't care what she says.
4: Well, it, the thing is, the police, she wasn't in the car when the when the police showed up, and she uh, is claiming after the fact. That ah, she that's still Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. That's different. It's this is not an issue of Miranda ruling or a Miranda rights issue. A Miranda rights issue is simply you can't use what I say against me until I've been Mirandized.
4: She told the cop that she was driving at the time. All right, but he can't use that.
0: Now- okay, she can't use that. But uh, the bottom line is I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, goodbye. Thank you. Hey, Jamie. Yes. Yes, sir, go ahead. Uh, yeah, um, this is what is going on. I am dealing with the
7: IRS. They have me a non-collective status. I owe them $19,000. i am unemployed. My family wants to help me. They want to make an offer. I called a few lawyers, and the lawyers are telling me they can't do nothing because I am a non-collective status. How do I go
0: about that? I have absolutely no idea. So why don't you go where I would go? I pitch a service that I've known these guys for 10 years. And if you've been listening to uh, my morning show, you'll know what it is, or you can call the radio station and they'll tell you who it is. I generally don't like to tell you names on the national right. show on the uh, handle on the law, but uh, that's who I would go to because I have no okay. idea between collected, non-collected status, and that's what these guys are experts in. Okay,
7: all right. I'm a little bit, yeah. Okay. yeah, I don't. Well, I, you know little what? Little I know, Jamie,
0: Jamie. Me. I don't know, and I don't care. Got it. Good. All right. Bob, hello, Bob. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, Bill.
1: I'm married, and congratulations. And I,
0: I am too, uh, but I don't feel too good about it.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. My wife and I bought a house, but um, we put the the mortgage and everything in my name because I had a higher FICO score to get better interest rate. So, my question is now: um, How do I? What do I got to file? so that if i was to die she could continue to you know yeah. doing the mortgage that's an easy one that's an up. easy
0: one all you do is quit claim your house from you to both of you uh, as joint tenants that's it so just that's it just yeah. file a quit quitclaim yeah. quit to yeah, to joint you as separate property Whichever uh, whatever way the title is held as a married man of separate property or whatever the hell title is held at this point, and you just quit claim it to the both of you, so you now are okay. joint tenants. That's it. Now the only That's thing you, just
8: record it with the county. yeah.
0: Now the only thing you have to worry about is you have to look at your loan docs where that if there is any change of uh, ownership, any change of title, it may they may be able to drop it. However, this is interspousal. All you're doing is adding a spouse, so I think you may be okay. Okay. Yeah, just look at, just call them up. Just call them up or look at your loan docs. I would call them up and go, "Hey, can I add my wife to title? Is that a problem?" And the oh, answer okay. is, "Yeah, yeah, I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine." Bill, hello, Bill. You're on handle on the law. Bill, yes, Bill. yes. go ahead.
9: Uh, I have a rental property, and I had a person in there that I was trying to evict. Uh, he told me, uh, give me $5,000 and I'll get out. I turned that down, then, uh, he called me, it took another, you know, about three months before I got him to finally get ready to move. He said, give me 3500 and I'll get out, I agreed. Gave it to him, and now he's been out for about three or four months, finally getting settled down. Now he's bugging me on the phone. I've got problems with the city. Wait a sec! Bugging
0: know, you for what is he bugging you for?
9: He's he just aggravating. Now, he, what is he? Uh, what is he
0: asking for?
9: He's asking for me to hire him. Oh, and the answer, no. can,
0: the answer is no. The answer is no. Now what?
9: Now, that I understand, but he's, he, again, is asking for money.
0: Okay, just say no. It, it, Bill, he's not entitled to money. He wasn't entitled to money in the first place, but you had to get him out. So I've been involved I in have. cases where you had to pay people to get out because it wasn't worth him staying six months more in the uh, in the place. So you had to get him out. I get it. That but what true. Why? What are you asking but, me? What question do you, wanna, do you want me to answer?
9: The question I'd like to ask, is this extortion? Yes. It is extortion.
0: Sure. Of course it's extortion. Except the right. problem is he's got nothing to extort. I, I, that I understand. But so I, if you I, have nothing to is... if I extort you, for example, uh, uh, I have your wife, and uh, I want $100,000, and there she is having dinner with you, and you go, wait a minute. Now, uh, this guy says he has you, and she goes, pass the corn, please. Uh, right. That I mean, is that extortion? Yeah, but what does it mean? He's trying to extort you, but uh, now what? He's got no place to go. There's nothing there, Bill. Laugh at him. Hang up. No, no, Call no, the no. cops. Say he's threatening you. I mean, any number of things. He can't do anything to you, Bill. Hang up. Hang up the yeah. phone. I, I appreciate that. Okay. I understand. All right. That nah, was easy. Hey, Dan. Hi. Good morning. Um, I uh, We started this loan mod years,
8: uh, about two years ago, and with B of A, uh, they dragged their feet. We provided every document, everything they wanted. Um, we, we didn't pay the mortgage for some time, but just before they changed the servicing to NationStar, we started paying, and they accepted several months of uh, monthly uh, mortgage payments, and then they stopped accepting the payments and started foreclosure. Now we have an attorney, and, and uh with start trying to get the loan mod. And um, I wonder if, if under this law in California, if we could go after B of A.
0: Maybe, acting in bad faith, because uh, if what they've asked you to do you did, or the assumption that the loan modification would be done if you provide this, 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 and this, and you did, uh, it could be that you're arguing uh, bad faith. Uh, yep. Uh, you have a, a lawyer, I'm assuming, that's helping you out on this, you said? Yes. All right, ask the lawyer. What do we do? How do we sue? There's probably attorney's fees all over that, too. Yes. Okay. Well, that, I appreciate Yeah, it. that's Thanks okay. So you ask a, when you have a lawyer, you ask the lawyer. What amazes me is people who have lawyers, who ostensibly know what they're doing, call me up and say, what do you think? And then in the end of the conversation is, do you have a lawyer? Yes. Have you asked the lawyer this question? No. Why not? He or she is your lawyer. I'm not your lawyer. Hmm. It's a good point, isn't it? This is Handle on the Law. Julie Slater.
10: So let's hang an anchor from the
0: sun. There's a million city lights, but you're number one. This is KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Welcome back to Handle on the Law Marginal Legal Advice. Come out this morning at 9 o'clock. Uh, not only am I broadcasting from the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana, but it's Law Day 2018. Over a hundred lawyers giving you free legal advice starting at nine at the Bowers in Santa Ana. Hey Robert. Brother was deported seven years ago on a 10-year term. Who was deported? Wait, 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 Robert, hold on. Who was deported? My brother. Your brother, okay. He was deported on a
7: 10-year term and seven years has passed. My father just recently passed away, and I'm trying to get him here on some kind of a humanitarian visa. He was denied. And they, they also told him that his 10-year condition has been uh, changed to lifetime deportation.
0: Wow. What did he and, do? What did he do to cause the the deportation, Robert?
7: Well, I think, you know, he wasn't a good guy. Okay, let's just put it that way. He had, he had some drug charges and uh, maybe a weapons charge, but it wasn't used. Okay? They found a weapon in his car. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I mean, all that said, it was basically his fault. He didn't follow through right. on the judge's orders for whatever you have to do. But but the, what I'm what I'm asking you is the question is, can the can the government, the INS, change the de- de- deportation is yeah. true?
0: I think so No, I think I think uh, he can change it because he has no rights uh to come back and they can change the rules uh as they want because he is asking permission of the government And they're saying, you know what? We changed the rules. It's not as if uh, there is a relationship between him and the U.S. government. I think – I I don't think he stands much of a chance. Where was he deported to, Robert? Armenia. Armenia. Ah.
7: Yes, sir. Yeah, you know what? Here's here's another thing, Bill. I have a document in my hand. It's a government form signed by a deportation officer that that states specifically – Five-year term, ten-year term, twenty-year term. There is no lifetime term on this document.
0: Yeah, but it's uh, but exactly. it's an older. How old is the document, Robert? Oh, see. Yeah, I see. It's been years, uh, and they can change. Right. I mean, they're allowed to change the terms because it's a new world. It really is. They can put. They have no yeah. fly lists, which didn't exist. Uh, there is, if you're on a no-fly list and you fight it. Uh, There's no right you have to travel on airplanes, so I think uh, your brother is going to be staying in Armenia for a while, like forever. All right, Joseph. Hi, Bill. Yes, sir. Go ahead.
11: I have a question here. Uh, Last May, I hired an attorney to file a Chapter 7 uh, bankruptcy case, and uh, he charged me like $3,000 last May, which I... Paid him, and he filed the case like two months later or so, which is in August. And then I found out a little bit later that that charge, that amount of money I paid him, was kind of uh, uh, excessive.
0: Why? How do you know it was excessive?
11: Well, because I filed. Uh, I I called two attorneys later, just to find out if I have if I can do something. Or and I asked them what uh, what was the what what's a, norm, norm, uh, a typical charge for a bankruptcy case, and they said typically like seven hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and 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 in some cases it could be like say a thousand dollars max.
0: Mm, well, I don't. I mean, there are cases that uh, cost a lot more than that. But uh, when you say excessive, uh, I have lawyers that I know that charge. Uh, $175 an hour, and I know lawyers that charge $600 an hour. Uh-huh. And so the $600 an hour lawyer is clearly excessive. Joseph, there's no such thing as excessive oh, when oh. it comes to a fee. This is what I charge. You don't like it, go someplace else. That's not, you oh. know, there's there's no place for you to go. You accepted a $3,000 fee, and you, why didn't you call before that and check out with other, and check around with other
11: attorneys? Well, that's what I should have done. No
0: kidding, no kidding. And now you're saying excessive because he charges more. What if he has more experience? What Uh, if uh, there's all number of things. That he can charge. What if, you, uh, was it a simple bankruptcy? Were there, was there any? Yeah. Uh, well, you yeah, know what? It was a
11: chapter seven. No, chapter
0: well, they're very complicated chapter sevens too, Joseph. And,
11: and Mikey, it was kind of simple. simple well, then you you know what? To you the other two lawyers. Yeah, well,
0: then do you, got, you paid a lot more than you would have with another lawyer, but that doesn't mean excessive. That oh, okay. means you simply paid a lot more. And a uh, lawyer said, this is what I charge. Take it, leave it. Hmm. You took it. And now, what do you do with that? Yeah, you you took it. All right, we shall return. This is Handle on the Law. on a Saturday morning, imagine over 100 sharks, I mean lawyers, giving you free legal advice. That's what's happening today at 9 o'clock, 9 to 2 at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. It's Law Day 2018. Right after the show, it's uh, Leo Laporte, our tech guy, uh, followed by Neil Saavedra, 2 to 5 o'clock. And then tonight from 6 to 8, Mo Kelly. Followed at with Monique Marvez. Uh, that's eight to ten, and then Brian Suits comes aboard with a dark secret. Uh, you're in a dark, horrible hole that you'll never get out of. Show. This is handle on the law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. This is a fun one. Okay, Greg Piatek is uh, suing. Uh, the Happiest Hour bar in New York because, uh, he says, uh, the bar denied him service because he was wearing his Make America Great Again hat. And uh, here is the fun one. He was bounced from the bar in January, right after Trump took the oath of office for wearing the hat. And uh, what the... uh, uh, what the owner of the bar, the manager, says, anyone who supports Trump or believes in what you believe is not welcome here. You need to leave right now because we won't serve you. And uh, this is after his uh, he and his pals complained about the rude service they were getting from a bartender. So he sues, claiming the incident, and I'm going to quote, offended his sense of being an American. All right. Anytime part of the lawsuit says that you are offended uh, or your senses are offended for being an american you know that's not going to go anywhere very quickly okay what does that mean i don't know and i'm sure he doesn't know either he's just pissed off that he wasn't uh he wasn't served actually it was he was offended uh his sense of supporting trump that's the issue here so the bar's lawyer points out in court that only religious and not political beliefs are protected under state and city discrimination laws saying supporting Trump is not a religion, although there are some people that will argue on the other side. And so his attorney said, and I love this, his attorney did turn it into a religious argument, wearing a Make America Great hat, again, a religious argument. The purpose of the hat is he wore it because he was visiting the 9-11 uh, memorial. He was painting I love this one. He was paying spiritual tribute to the victims of 9-11, and the Make America Great hat uh, was part of his spiritual belief. It was a spiritual issue. In other words, arguing that it was religious that he wore that hat, and they threw him out of the bar because of his hat. So the judge went on, uh, or the attorney went on, rather than remove his hat, he held true to his spiritual belief And was forced from the bar. So the judge asks him, the attorney, well, how are the bar employees supposed to know about uh, his unusual religious beliefs? And here is the attorney's answer. Well, they were aware he was wearing the hat. Now, the judge asked, how were they aware that it was a spiritual belief? Well, he was wearing the hat and that alone proves it was a spiritual belief that he had really you think that's going to that's going to fly and so after that the judge said okay uh how many members are in this in this spiritual program that your client is engaged in the attorney answered your honor we don't allege the amount of individuals uh well that wasn't uh that's not in the lawsuit It just says that it was religious or spiritual equals religion. Uh, Well, of course, the uh, judge tossed it. Uh, And uh, uh, Piatek, uh, the uh, putative bar goer, uh, had uh, asked for unspecified emotional damages. But the judge said, all this is is a petty slight. Here, the claim plaintiff was not served eventually escorted out of the bar. That's another way of saying he was thrown out because of his perceived support for President Trump. Uh, Throwing him out is not outrageous conduct. So now, uh, Piatek's attorney is determining whether or not he's going to appeal. Sure, why not? Let's take some phone calls. Phil, welcome to Handle on the Law.
2: Bill, yes. I have a living family revocable trust, which is to provi- uh, keep the family from going into probate. Is there a dollar amount cut off where you still have to go to probate? No. In other words, no matter how much you have, you That's still right. don't have to go to probate. Doesn't matter. That's- if you're
0: In the trust, you can have $100 million. Matter of fact, there are trusts that have $100 million in them. I mean, Very you're good. certainly never going to see that, and I'm certainly never going to see that, but you're fine. <laughs> Very good. All Thank right. Thank you so much. You got
10: it. William. Hi, hi. Up. Hello. hi. I'm calling in regards to a workman's comp case. Uh work for a local jurisdiction where I uh, was shot
0: uh, in the side of the head. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You you were shot on the side of the head? That's a great story. It it is a great story. Did they ever, catch, they ever catch they ever catch the shooter?
10: Oh, yeah, it was a seven, yeah, it definitely uh, caught him. Why would they, why would,
0: why would, what is it that you did that uh, caused this guy to shoot you in the head? I mean, did you, was it a personal situation, or they just decided, the guy just decided to grab you and shoot you?
10: No, it was, uh, it, he was definitely mentally unstable, uh, and, and uh, you know, just as part of the job. Yeah, okay. I... So,
0: what, so what's your question?
10: So my question is legally uh, from from the workman's comp end. Um, you know, I finished up the medical treatment uh, at this time. I still have partial loss. I have retina damage, permanent retina damage, and I'm just curious what I should be uh, doing at this point. You have to talk
0: to uh, what you do is. Uh, I'm assuming you have a, a disability workers comp uh, lawyer handling this, correct? I do not. Oh, you need one. Oh, you need one. You want disability workers' comp because you're going to try to get permanent disability or partial permanent disability uh, at uh, this point because of the retinal damage and uh, loss of eyesight, et cetera. Also, there may be some emotional issues that cause you to go. Be... Oh, easy. Yeah, and, yeah. Though, and you, you have to go to a shrink to deal with that. There's. A, a, this is complicated. You have to do this right, and you're not going to be able to do this right on your own. Uh, one of the reasons are is probably you're shot in the head, and uh, you may not have all of your uh, – uh, your resources about you, so to speak. All right, uh, go to the website, go to handleonthelaw.com and pick up a lawyer that does disability and workers' comp. Okay. And start talking. That's the way to go. Sounded pretty good for a guy who's got shot in the in the head. Uh, not bad. I don't know how I would do if I got shot in the head for sure. This is Handle on the Law. It's your brain. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Welcome back for Marginal Legal Advice. It's Law Day today, starting at 9 o'clock at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. Come on down. Over 100 lawyers giving you free, not marginal, legal advice. Hello, Richard. Yes. Yes, go ahead. I appreciate your time. I hope... Um, no, 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 no. You pick up the phone. I do not want to hear you through a speaker.
12: Uh, it's the only... I, I only have a laptop to talk through. We live in a really rural place. So we don't even really have phone service here.
0: Wow. Sorry. All right. Then get right next to the microphone. Okay. All um, right. Better. My divorce was finalized in
12: uh, in, in uh, this last October. I'm a, I have a full physical custody of my son, and I split legal. Now, my ex-wife... She uh has been working and we settled we settled the divorce with a contract, like it, it was gonna go to trial, she decided she didn't want to go to trial. So we drew up a contract. That's how the order of judgment was issued. Now now that she's working, is there any way I can file for child
0: support? Sure, you can file for child support at any time, anywhere. Absolutely. Does it open the whole case
12: back up? Do it doesn't know. It
0: doesn't matter. The agreement As to what she was uh, paying child support, uh, it does not necessarily hold up if there's change of circumstance. matter of fact, it doesn't. The court always has jurisdiction of child support issues, always. So you can always try to change it. You can try to change it week to week if you want, although the court's going to get a little upset. But, yeah, you absolutely can go in and say, now she can afford child support. I want it. Absolutely.
12: Will there be a whole string of appearances again? Like, I, I was in court, like, every three weeks. Maybe. Depends on
0: week. depends on whether she fights it or not. Okay. Yeah, but you. The, the answer to your question is yes, you can do that. Yes, you can do that. All right, I said that twice, didn't I? Yes, you can do that three times. All right, Candy, welcome to Handle um, on the Law.
3: Well, thank you. My situation is I took out a title loan, forfeited the loan, a Korean- friend... Um, paid it off for me. We wrote up the contract. Wait, who paid it off that, for?
0: Wait, who paid it off? An
3: acquaintance of mine.
0: And they the took and they took over the loan.
3: No, they just paid the loan off. Just oh, okay. Paid
0: off. They paid the entire loan off. Yeah, it was twenty six hundred something like that. And they paid oh, oh you got a title loan on your car. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, for some reason, yeah, I was thinking yeah. uh, of, of a loan on a house. All right. So no, yeah, not they not paid that. it off. So you're clear. So now?
3: Now, we um, made, he made up an agreement and had it notarized. And then they gave me six months to pay him back. He decided that we Wait a
0: second. Who me. gave you six months to pay him back?
3: The, the guy that paid off my car.
0: Right. He gave you six months to pay him back.
3: Yeah. Okay.
0: Back. Yeah, got it. Okay,
3: so we went to the DMV and put the car in his name so he would have security. Now I owe him one payment and he doesn't want to give me my car back.
0: Oh, you sue him. Sue him? Yeah, just sue him in small claims thank court. You. Yeah. Thank you. Oh boy, there's a question that was really hard to answer. I love that. Uh London. Hi, um, I would like to ask
13: you about um, some employment issues.
0: Yes, because I'm an expert in those. Yes, go right ahead.
13: <laughs> um, so I'm calling on behalf of my husband. He works for a company, and he was at the, sorry, the employee bathroom. Door had been broken for a couple of years. So the night prior to this particular uh, incident, an employee got locked in the bathroom for about 20 minutes and kept uh, beating on the door until someone came and opened it. So the following day, my husband got caught in the door and he was in the middle of his shift so he knocked and knocked and knocked and decided to uh, ram the door down so he could get back to work and now the owner wants to charge him for the the price of the replacement of the door um eventually my husband agreed to it and he said okay you owe me 150 dollars but he won't provide him any receipt and the door still hasn't been fixed so he said i'd be happy to pay if you would just give me a receipt He said, fine, then you're going to have a week off of work since you're refusing to pay. So is there anything we can do about that?
0: Not really. Not really. No, no. As unfair as it is, it's, uh, you know, this, I don't know if I'd work at this place. I mean, if he can get another job someplace, it's time to go someplace Mm -hmm. else. Um, Because obviously uh, the the boss is a horrible human being and can argue that I want the door. You broke the door. I want it to be fixed. I don't have to give you a receipt uh, and you can get into a, he can get into a screaming match with the boss, but you know, in the end what good is it going to do? He's going to get fired anyway. Yeah. So, uh, okay. and and by the way, I don't know what it costs to fix the door. Uh whether it's going to replace the entire door. Uh, I don't know the answer to that.
13: Yeah, I mean, well we looked it up at Home Depot, the doors are like $26 each and he offered to even bring in
0: the repair guy to do yeah, it. You, you know, maybe he's just trying to get. Maybe he's just looking for an excuse to fire your uh, your husband.
13: I, he's a top seller. I don't. I then mean, I don't know. Maybe. what
0: – Then you know what he says. No, if he's a top yeah. seller and he's making that much money for the company, would the boss be willing to let him go for one hundred and fifty dollars?
13: No, I mean, he's and, the, not fired the, and does the guy and off. does
0: the and does the boss own the company or is he a supervisor? He owns the company. Well, then you then it's up to your husband to say, "Hey, you know what? I'm not going to pay the 150 bucks unless I'm shown a receipt." And you know it doesn't cost that much. And then the question is, is it worthwhile to lose me for 150 dollars? And if it is, yeah. if it is, it's time to go someplace else. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, but the bottom line: can he do it legally? Yes, he can. Wilbert, hello, Wilbert. Hello. Yes, I
7: have a question about credit cards.
0: Are you, you okay? a, are you on a speakerphone? Yeah, let me, let me check that off real fast. Yeah, That's no okay. kidding.
11: I like that speakerphone either. I apologize. I didn't laugh or sleep. Anyway, I was listening to k on Sunday and thought about being dang credit cards again. I know it's been at least three years since I paid anything on them, and they all turned over to a collection agency. And uh, for moral reasons, I should pay them, but they're not going to take it off my credit report. It's still going to be, probably be a negative on my credit report for, what, seven years? Yeah, no, say at least
0: credit. seven years. And if uh, they're not willing to take the payment, if you uh, if um, you make it, they're not willing to remove the ding? hmm well, well, they're, they're going to ask them. How much they're money do you owe? Because, uh, Wilbert, how much money do you owe?
11: Well, one credit card, it's... About four thousand, and another one's like um, 1, thirteen hundred, and another one's like three hundred.
0: Well, do you have the money to write a check? Um, no, like
11: because I've negotiated different things with me. They haven't heard. i haven't heard from them.
0: All right, so it's a question now. of how much money are you willing to come up with, and then it's a question of negotiation and simply saying, if I give you a check for X number of dollars. Uh, Will you remove my ding? They may say no. They may say we don't care. And at that point, yeah, and and then at that point, uh, you can decide what they have to say on the credit report is that you paid it off, but only if you paid it off in full with the interest. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, you're not doing so well, uh, needless to say, and I love it. Morally, I owe the money. Okay, give me a break. This is Handle on the Law, Julie. Slay- here we are, now. And uh, welcome back. This is KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. Bill Handle here. Uh, pleasure having you here. And this is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice. If you would like legal advice from lawyers who really know their stuff. I've got 100 of them here at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana starting at 9 o'clock for Law Day 2018. Hello, uh, Tracy.
5: Yes. Go ahead. Um, Yeah, I was wondering how I can divorce somebody that has left the country um, that I cannot serve.
0: That's easy. You can serve someone who's left the country, and you serve someone by publication. How do I do that? Well, uh, what you do is, first of all, you get one of those divorce documents or divorce packages from the internet and the way it is done by publication is and and they'll they'll help you whatever company that you do the divorce uh, you buy the divorce uh, package they have that service and what you have to do is simply publish in a newspaper or a periodical of general circulation and that can mean almost anything and you, and to, lo, to locate your ex or to locate your soon-to-be ex. And, of course, he won't respond. And then the service, the proof of service is the proof that you ran these ads. And the words are very specific, and you can get them all from uh, the Internet when you hire uh, or when you buy one of these divorce packages
3: wonderful so and, i just go down to like like a fast divorce place or, no, or just like- go
0: on the internet and uh, there are all kinds of companies that do it okay and just get the paperwork yeah just yeah it's a couple it's a couple hundred bucks okay cool all right all right that you go oh i was able to answer that question successfully how often does that happen not only did i sound like i know what i'm talking about this time i actually didn't know what i was talking about hey richard
8: Hi. The roots of a tree on city property crushed my clay sewer line. An engineer at the city office told me the homeowner is responsible from the house to the main out in the middle of the street. I told him, though, I felt this was an exception because I didn't have the authority to cut the tree down. And I had called the city on numerous occasions because it was lifting the sidewalk. And it was starting to tip a light pole. They finally came out and cut down the tree, but then I learned that uh, through a backup in my showers that the pipe was broken. So when we dug it up, uh, I took photographs. You can see that the tree root had wrapped around the pipe and collapsed it.
0: All right, so So what's your question?
8: I filed a claim with the city. If it gets denied, which I suspect
0: it might. It will get denied. Is this a small claims case? Yes, yes, yes. Then do you think I have a chance? Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, I'm, yeah, unless there's a law that specifically says there is no issue as opposed to policy,
2: sure. All right, John. Uh, yes, Mr. Handel. Yes. I'd like to, I'd like to know the difference between a regular jury and a grand jury and who appoints them, and what's the difference?
0: Okay, first of all, the difference uh, – well, let's go back to who appoints them. It's a regular jury call. Uh, it's, it's not an appointment. What it is is the uh, – it's a selection. After all, the – uh, all the voters are sent their magical, uh, gee, you've been selected to be a juror business, which I now get once a year, it seems. All right. So, and I got another one coming up in a few weeks that I have to try to get out of. All right. So the difference between a grand jury and a Pettit jury, which is a regular jury is you are on a regular jury for one trial okay, and that's it. And then you're done a grand jury. You're on for 18 months. And you meet once a week, usually. And evidence is presented. And what a grand jury does is hand down indictments.
2: No, is it through the government or? Yeah,
0: well, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, the uh, the jury is uh, ordered by the court. And uh, you, it's it's a judicial issue. The grand jury is there to determine whether or not there is enough cause to go to trial. So it is a judicial issue. Uh, It's under the judicial auspices, and uh, the DA, for example, goes in front of a grand jury and says, here's the evidence we have. We'd like to go to trial. The bar is very low, so virtually everything goes to trial, and then there will be a trial which a regular jury will sit on. So unless you really like the law... Uh, you want to go on a regular jury and hopefully get out of it. A grand jury is a big commitment, and I think they're more apt to let people out uh, because it's uh, you're talking a year or even 18 months, I think, for a grand jury to sit. Okay? All right, thank you. Sir. All right, you got it. Hi, Johnny. Welcome hi, to hi, Handle the Law. Good morning, Dale. Yes,
8: yeah, sir. I a um, my 80-year-old mother was visiting one of my siblings at her home. She slipped and fell. She broke her hip. I requested her homeowner's insurance information, and she will not provide it. Neither she nor her husband will provide it.
0: Oh, that's interesting. All right. So now what you end up getting to do is suing mom. No, suing my siblings. Suing your sister. Right. You That, that what happens is your mom simply files a lawsuit against your sister. And now okay. she has um- a choice. Now she can go ahead and turn it over to her her insurance company, or she hires a lawyer out of her pocket to defend the lawsuit. Okay. So how bad? You're talking about your mom with a hip. I mean, that could be a pretty serious uh, injury with uh, elderly people. How old's your mom? She's 80 years old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hip hip, hip, uh, falls and breaks are horrible. So, Yeah, now she's afraid to even stand up. She's like, I'm well, afraid to stand. Well, I think you know. uh, a phone call to sister and say, here are your choices. I know you don't want to go against your insurance, but we're going to hire a lawyer. I'm going to go after you individually. And incidentally, if you don't turn it over to your insurance uh, within X number of days, the insurance company won't pay for it anyway, and you're on your own. And now the judgment, you get to deal with the lawyers. I mean, they're just stupid, Johnny, not to turn it over to the insurance company. That's just dumb. And the other problem you have is uh, it may not be covered anyway because a lot of insurance companies have exclusions as to family members being hurt at the home. Oh. And I don't know the answer to that, but it's time to get a personal injury lawyer. Okay. Okay. Now, the it other out. side, of me, let me ask you a question. What did your mom slip on? Did she just fall over because she's 80 years old? No, no, no. She was going
8: to the restroom on, the whole, on her way back. Um, my sister heard her say, oh, I fell. and She got up to see what was going on because she was sleeping. It was about 4 o'clock in the morning, and she slipped out, She said, hey, I fell down, and she got up to help her. They called emergency. The mur- one one emergency, and they did admit to the uh, paramedics and to the hospital that she was admitted to that she slipped and fell. It I know, time. but
0: on what? What did she slip and fall on? No uh, one's arguing uh, that she slipped and fell. What was it that caused her to slip and fall?
8: We don't know. I'm thinking her, just a tile, maybe the transition from the tile going
9: into her. Well, you'd better, you
0: better you better not say maybe. Oh. It has to be, you have to put it all together. Otherwise, there's no lawsuit at all. Okay. Then, see, you're assuming that, that, that your sister is liable because your mom fell. Right. That's and so a, why, why would your sister be liable just because your mom fell?
8: Because it was in her property? No, nah, it doesn't home. work. No,
0: no, no, no. Just because someone falls on your property doesn't mean you're at fault. You have to be at fault. You have to do something wrong to cause that fall. Yeah, no, don't don't assume. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't assume that just because someone falls or is injured on your property, you're at fault. So in the end, let me put it this way. They're dumb not to give it over to the insurance company, and your mom has no chance. Mm-hmm. There you go. See, that's an erroneous assumption. I'm hurt at your place. Therefore, you're liable. I go to Costco or Target and I slip simply because I'm clumsy, and I take a flyer and break my back. Well, I was on your property, therefore you're liable. Well, what exactly did we do wrong, Mr. Handel? Uh, It doesn't matter. What if it's your fault and you weren't paying attention? It doesn't matter. As long as I'm on your property, you're liable. No way. That does not work. This is Handle on the Law. This is KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Bill Handle here, and welcome back to Handle on the Law Marginal Legal Advice. All right, Mark.
14: Yes, yes, sir. Hello, Bill. Uh, a few months ago, my wife, who is an actress, was working as a day player on an infomercial, and she went to the studio. Uh, th- there was a production company that rented a studio. She went to the studio. She went to use the bathroom, and the stall doors seemed to be malfunctioning. It, it when she went to close the door, it cut the tip, the very tip of her finger off. Okay. Uh the the production company they were standing around they didn't know what to do. My wife called me and I I went there got there in about 20 minutes and brought her to the emergency room which they should have done but they didn't. Uh the at the emergency room they kind of taped the tip of her finger back on and it's been a few months now and she never got the feeling back in the tip of her finger and there's scarring there. We got in touch with the production company. They won't return our phone
0: All right. Uh, you know what? Here's what you have to do is forget about getting in touch with a production company. What you want to do is get in touch with a PI lawyer. If she's lost feeling in that finger uh, and they're scarring, although scarring on the tip of a finger unless she's a hand model really doesn't mean a whole lot, uh, but still – Uh, There's something there, and it's worth talking to a personal injury attorney. Production company doesn't have any obligation to contact her the I, it's not even the production company It'd be the owner of the facility who's inevitably liable why would the production company be responsible for uh, a stall door what do they have to do go around and investigate every single part of the building to make sure that the electrical system is working the hvac system is working and everything that's attached to the wall won't fall down and uh, it would uh, they'd be at it for you know days and days if not weeks so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. One of the reasons we were calling the production company is because we did call the studio and we
14: called two or three times and they practically yelled at us. Yeah, it doesn't they matter. They're going to, back.
0: they don't want to pay a letter yeah. from a lawyer and they're going to either turn it over to their insurance company or they simply are going to have to hire a lawyer to defend. And so it's worth go to the website, go to handleonthelaw.com and see if a P, one of our personal injury lawyers is interested in that. Unfortunately for you and her, she didn't lose the entire finger. <laughs> I hope not. That would be a much better case. <laughs> and which finger is it? it it's her, um, the middle finger on the right hand. Oh, so she can't flip the bird anymore to anybody. That might be good for me. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. Wow, that's that's a big case when I, you know, you want to flip the bird and little fingers. Yeah, anyway, so it's certainly worth talking to a personal injury uh, lawyer for sure.
2: Hello, Julian. Hello, Bill. I have a question about my mother. Uh, She got kicked out of her home from, and I should put it like this, she got dumped into the ER from the home she was at.
0: And why did they dump her in the ER?
2: She has Huntington's Korea. Before she moved to this home, they saw her paperwork. They said they could handle it, that they're familiar with the disease. And once she moved in there, they felt they couldn't handle her. They put her in the ER, and they refused to take her back.
0: All right. Well, I don't know if she has a right to go back.
2: Well, it's not exactly the right to go back, but they I, I know they are they are entitled to have to help us find a home for her. They not do? up her in the ER. That's what I was told by the ombudsman.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's the case. So you get to – where was this? Uh, Is this
2: what? – where is this? This is in uh, uh, Pasadena. Okay,
0: so it's local. I don't know uh, the law on that. and You get to research this because it's one of those – if there's a statute on it, you have them, uh, at least in trying to find her a home, and there may be some liability there. But keep in mind, uh, they can't take – of if they can't take care of her – because of her disease and they, they take her to the ER. The ER release releases her. Well, one thing is they're not going to take her back because they don't have the ability to take care of her medically. And to the extent that they have to find her a place, I don't know what that means. At what price, for example, what if there is no other place that will do it at that price? What do they right. do? Do
2: they have to write a check? No, nope, but legally, are they allowed to just dump them in the ER and say, we're not uh, taking back?
0: well, I don't know if you call it dumping them in the ER. Maybe they they would say, you know what, she had some medical issues and we took her to the ER because we were afraid uh, that her health was going to go south very quickly and we don't have the ability to deal with this disease and these complications. Is that a dump to you? Uh,
2: to tell you truth, Bill, it, 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 it does seem because they, they did see her paperwork before. You know, it yeah, I don't know dumb. the
0: answer. I'm, by the way, I'm not arguing one way or the other, but you argue dump, and they're going to say, wait a minute, that's not a dump. What we're right. doing is we're saving her life. I'm, it could go either way. If I right. were the attorney on the other side, I'd, I'd be offended. How dare you say it's a dump? Right. So, See, uh, yeah, you've got all kinds of issues going on, and the trick is to find out that one law you're talking about, and that is— Are they obligated, are they responsible to find her another place? And to what extent are they obligated to find her another place? What if no other place is willing to take her? What do they do? We'll be right back. This is handle on the Law.